0: I find it very providential today that uh, this particular psalm, psalm 22, the Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want, that this psalm is the psalm of the day Uh, because uh, just yesterday a school where I am chaplain, there was a a suicide, Uh, a sixth year student uh, ended his own life and uh, we had to put together a small prayer service to do over the intercom in the school uh, to pray with the students. And uh, this was the, the Sam I chose. I didn't realize, uh, as I say, it's the Sam of, of today. The young man will be buried tomorrow. Uh, and so we pray for him and his family. His name is Rian. So we pray for uh, the whole school, which is quite his class. The, all of the sixth years are quite shaken by the whole thing. And then the staff as well. They would have known him for years, top of his class. Very uh, popular young man, uh, well, well liked. So it's a very difficult time for them. There's one particular line in the sandwich which I've always found interesting. Uh, it says, though I walk in the valley of darkness, no evil would I fear. For you are there with your crook and your staff, with these you give me comfort. Now those of us who aren't from a farming background, or even those of us who are, uh, might not be too familiar with sheep farming, some of us might be experts. Uh, but. You might be there with their, so the shepherd is there with his crook and his staff. Okay, so the staff, we're fairly familiar with staff, so it's basically a stick. Uh, so why would that give me comfort? So if the shepherd is there with his staff, why does that give me comfort? Well, it means he's going to defend me. So if a wolf comes or a thief or a brigand or whatever it may be, the, st- the shepherd is there and with his staff, he's going to swing. That's what he does. He pokes and swings and does whatever he has to do uh, to defend his flock, to defend his sheep. But the other part of it, the the, the crook, that's the kind of the hooky bit at the top, right? Bishops have basically the same thing if you've ever seen uh, uh, Bishops' Crozier. So it's got a a hooky bit at the top. And the the, the hooky bit is uh, to yank sheep, sheep, did I say sheep? To yank sheep into the right direction, okay? It wasn't to gently, you know, sit down with them and discuss if they would like to go left, because we, we need to go left. This was, you're going left, right? You, you'd hook it around their neck, I presume. So we have a sheep farmer here. On their other hoof. Yeah, So you and then you, you, you gently persuade them to go the, the required direction. Again, why does this comfort? You know, you're there with your crook and your staff. With these, you give me comfort. Again, the staff bit, we get. It's, I'm, it's comforting to know that God will defend me. Is it comforting to know that God will pull me the right direction? Uh, is, it, is it comforting to know that, that the Lord might have to actually, you know, reprove me to, as we'd say in Irish English, to give out to me? Is, it, is that comforting? Well, it should be. It actually should be to know that the Lord loves me enough to tell me when I'm wrong. The Lord loves me enough to tell me when I'm out of line. The Lord loves me enough to correct me in order to save my soul. That Yes, that should be comforting. The Lord loves me enough to correct me in order to save my soul. So this is what he does through the church. You know, it's something that's not very popular these days, the whole idea of being corrected uh, in the spiritual life, because generally the way spiritual life is understood today, it's so subjective. It's just make it up for yourself, whatever you think God is, then that's that's what he is whatever you think is a good moral code to live your life by follow that that's all absolutely fine and there's no kind of objective right and wrong Uh, so then the idea of God having to kind of correct us is we don't like that oh no because it means then that I may not be allowed to live the kind of life that I choose and of course today choice reigns supreme Above responsibility, above what we should do, what we ought to do, what God is asking us to do. Choice, my choice, reigns supreme. So, well, I find it comforting. I think it is comforting. I can't say I particularly like God nudging me the right direction, you know what I mean? We, we all like doing things our way. Uh, when we're corrected, I'm not sure if any of us revel in it, and yet it is an essential part for growth in the spiritual life. How on earth, how on earth can we grow? In the spiritual life if we cannot be corrected how can we grow we will stay exactly the same and wonder why or maybe even get worse how can we grow unless an area is pointed out that we need to grow in and then we're given the grace to achieve growth which is going taking steps towards sanctity how can we grow unless we are corrected in the gospel today we hear the story of the 10 lepers so jesus meets these ten lepers and uh, heals them and just the, the, the Samaritan comes back, one of the ten, comes back to thank God. Now generally in this gospel spoken about uh, what's underlined is the importance of thanksgiving but I think there's, there, 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 there's something else going on here as well. Uh, a, leper, a leper had to be excluded from the community. Uh, a leper was a danger to the rest of the community because they had an infectious disease that was incurable. Now, obviously, thank God, medicine has moved on, and uh, it's now quite curable. But at the time, it was in quite contagious and, and incurable. And while not everyone would catch it, I think it's only about twenty percent of people. Twenty well, percent is still enough; still a one in five chance. Uh, most people are naturally immune to it. If you got it, that was it. It was a slow death sentence. So. it, it 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 wasn't exactly that the Jews hated them and cast them out of society, but if they stayed in society, there was just a danger that a fifth of the people could die. And if you were a family father, would you risk one of your kids, you know, would you risk their life by staying at home? No, I think you'd actually want to leave for their protection. Okay, so lepers lived outside of the community. They were not part of the community. They couldn't be. They couldn't be. They were separate from the community. In order to to keep the community healthy and safe. Now, if we apply this to kind of moral life, when we fall into sin, especially grave sin, we actually become uh, a negative influence, not just on ourselves, but we actually become a danger for everyone else. You know, if if more and more people are living a life that's far from God, then it becomes more and more normal to live a life that's far from God. This kind of sin dare I say is, 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 is contagious. You know, if and it's kind of stuff that we can fill our minds with. It's what's something that's very dangerous today, uh, is like news feeds on on your social media or your your, your various apps, whatever you, you watch the news on. Because it doesn't tell you the news that's most important. It tells you the news that's most entertaining the stuff that you've clicked on before. So if you've clicked on soccer results before, it's going to give you 10 suggestions of other soccer results that you can look at, and it will tell you nothing about the famine that's raging over, or the, you know, the, the, the locusts that devoured the crops there uh, a couple of months ago in, in Africa. You'll hear nothing about that, but you'll know all about... Um, name a soccer player, Mo what's-his-head that fell in Liverpool? Mo Salah got a haircut. You'll know all about that, you know. Who cares? But you know all about it. Okay. So news feeds tell us not necessarily what's important, but just what's interesting, or at least what you might find interesting, but not what's important. So it, it can take our attention away from, from, from the important things. So when we think of how that affects then how, how we see uh, sin, how we see our moral life, uh, we're always confirmed in the way we act, the way we think. Uh, I was told recently there, there was a, a person who was absolutely convinced that the world was flat, right? Because he looked into like, these kind of, what are they called, flat, flat earthers, or is that what it's called, flat earther, if you believe the world is flat. And then it'll obviously send you a load of articles and information of people who think that the world is flat. And then, yeah, it confirms you in whatever you think. He was absolutely convinced then at the end of it the world is flat. So anyway, the, the, the danger in, in, in today's modern, modern world is that the information we're fed is the information we want. As opposed to what's right or what's wrong you know it's the information we want that's what we'll get Uh, so we're often confirmed then in in behavior that is not good for society so lepers had to be excluded from society because they had a, a a disease that was dangerous to the whole society when we sin we exclude ourselves from the body the community of believers mortal sin cuts us off from sanctifying grace or so cuts us off from, from accessing God's grace we're cut off from the body okay and that's again it's not that's not being cruel or being judgmental but it's like the the bad apple thing if we stay if, we're, if we remain part of the body even though we hate the body even though we hate what the Lord teaches then we can actually infect all sorts I mean if you just have a, an infected finger and don't treat it your whole body can get septicemia so uh, so then there's, there's this cut off, right, that, that the person is cut off from the community our sin cuts us off from the rest of the body and that's why then, uh, as a, a way of reintegrating, it's, we don't cut the person off because we hate them it's not it's never, never motivated by hate never as soon as the person wants to come back, right what does Jesus say when, when he meets the ten lepers, to have pity on us and he says, go and show yourselves to the priests So the way we get reintegrated with society is by showing ourselves to the priest, confession. That brings us back into the community. It brings us back into communion with the rest of the body. In in Jewish times, if a person said they were healed, they had to show themselves to the priest to certify. They kind of get a certification that this person is actually healthy and can be reintegrated into society. But that kind of idea, that same idea, we can kind of place it into the New Testament, into our own... Uh, experience of the church where I get reintegrated into society through confession reintegrated into the body reintegrated into the church remembered so the good Lord has just such, a, such a multifaceted wonderful plan for us all because he loves us he's our crew and our staff he will correct us but he doesn't correct us and then just leave us there. He corrects us and then uh, provides the grace. Go show yourselves to the priest. I correct you. Go to confession. Get it sorted. And then we'll keep moving on towards heaven. So we thank the good Lord for the way that he continues to form us one by one each day. Also, all of you joining us in our live stream, the way that people I've never seen and, and never met, people who've never actually been here are walking with us often daily. Uh, through these Masses which we celebrate together, this, this uh, amazing privilege of, of being able to celebrate the Eucharist here. There are people walking with us, and God willing, walking towards heaven, walking into a, an ever deeper understanding of the heart of Jesus, pure sort of love for them. So Lord, we thank you for your crook and your staff. And we rejoice that with these, you give us comfort. Amen.